0: Hello, and welcome to Tell Me Something Interesting. A podcast about random tidbits that I find interesting, they hope you'll do too. And for this episode, toilets. Yeah, seriously. Well, I chose this topic since World Toilet Day happened this week on the 19th. Yeah, seriously. Joking aside, it's a real observance day done by the United Nations. Coming from an industrialized society, you might take it a little for granted. there are billions of people on this planet who don't have proper sanitation, and large part of that starts off with the toilet. Additionally, more than half a billion or so people don't use toilets but excrete in fields, pits, streams, or streets. And that's a very tragic situation, since human excrement contains a lot of bacteria, and some of the more horrible epidemics that have befallen human history, like dysentery and cholera, are spread when infected excrement ends up in drinking water. And chances are, if your area of the world doesn't have the infrastructure to contain, collect, treat, and dispose of this waste properly, then chances are the water you'll be drinking will come from the same source that you're helping to pollute. In other areas there is some rudimentary infrastructure for the handling of waste, such as latrines which empty into a pit, which is then collected and dumped elsewhere, but this brings with it its own problems, especially if just one latrine shared by the whole village. So, if you have a toilet at home, and it's connected to some sort of sewage or septic system, then you're luckier than quite a large percentage of the world, and you shouldn't take that for granted. On the lighter side of things, let's talk about the history of the Flushing Toilet. That is to say, a toilet which uses a stream of water to move your waste to somewhere else. For something that so many people don't have today, the history starts really way back. We're talking prehistory. There was a Bronze Age civilization in the Indus Valley, which is modern day North India and Pakistan which actually had clay pipes and sewers and systems for flushing human waste away. Houses would drain their waste through pipes through larger pipes which ran under the streets. Around the same time, in ancient Greeks, the Palace of Knossos was built, which had a water supply flowing through terracotta pipes to shift the human waste out of the palace. Moving forward a few hundred years, it was the Romans which took this to the next level. If you were poor, you probably just used a chamber pot which you then emptied into a communal area, which then textile manufacturing and tanning made use of, so this was collected and reused. But the Romans also had public baths and public toilets. And the public toilets were very public indeed. Imagine a row of stone seats with holes in them. No partitions, no cubicles. You'd sit down and have a chat or conduct business with your colleagues whilst conducting your other business. Then when you're done, you'd use a sponge on the end of a stick which you then rinse off with the supplied water channel, ready for the next user. And the toys themselves were periodically flushed with running water. Now you'd imagine medieval Europe to have vastly improved on this technology pot set out by the Romans. And you'd be wrong. Most people would use chamber pots, which you'd then throw out through the window into the nearest street. If you lived in a castle, or were rich enough to live in a manor, then you might have a guardroom, which was a room which protruded over the moat, or street, or whatever, with a hole in it, so you could skip having to throw it out yourself and just let gravity do the work for you. Bonus fact. The name, Guardrobe, comes from the idea that you could store your clothes there, since the smell would, in theory, discourage fleas, moths and other things from chewing on your clothes. If you were very rich, you might have a decorated wooden box with a lid to hide what was happening underneath, perhaps covered with herbs to try to hide the smell. Now, the idea of the modern flushing toilet which was a toilet with a raised cistern that you pull or push to release water, was invented in the late 16th century, and essentially ignored for 200 years. In the meantime, the technique du jour for dealing with humans' waste was to do one's business while seated on a sort of chair with a hole in it, which leads to a chamber pot or bucket or some other receptacle, which you then grab and empty out into a pit. And the pit would get cleaned out every so often by these special tradesmen who collected the solid part of the waste and sold it as fertilizer, which is where the term night soil comes from, since this was done at night. With the invention of the S-trap, which is the particular configuration of the pipes which allows the gusts produced by the sewers to not permeate inside the house, the modern flush toilet began to become popular. Now the idea of the modern toilet is often misattributed to a certain Thomas Crapper. Firstly, the name is a total coincidence. Secondly, He did get hired to install certain lavatories in many royal palaces in England, and he also patented some bathroom related inventions, but he wasn't the person to actually invent it. What he did invent, however, was the bathroom showroom. Yep, he would visit the shop and see this new-fangled modern invention, which helped cement his name in history, and forever linked him to the toilet. And until the late 20th century, most of this business was done in separate rooms away from the house. The outhouse, as it were. And nowadays, there are still innovations taking place to make the toilet experience more interesting. You can buy toilets with heated seats, with integrated warm water spray to help you clean up afterwards, and with integrated speakers to drown out the noises. Some modern toilets will even analyze the remains and test for certain bacteria. So, where does the name toilet come from? The word toilet was used to refer to the process of grooming oneself, applying perfume, makeup, that sort of thing. Which is where the word toiletries still refer to today. Eventually, it became a euphemism for the actual room where you perform this sort of thing, and it eventually morphed into a reference to the actual plumbing fixture. And that's all I have for you this time. I hope you found this as interesting as I did, I hope you'll tune in next time. Farewell.